0: So I'm sitting here on uh, October 31st, Halloween, 2023, and I'm going through everything, trying to get all the files ready to upload Barrick's talk uh from DVRadio.net, and I notice I don't have Affinity Protocol number 39, so I'm like, did I forget to do something? So I go over to our cloud storage, and I'm like, huh, it's not in there. I go to another folder, it's not in there. Then I text Chris, and he's like, Oh, my bad. Must have forgot to upload it. It's uploading now. And then he jumps on my case. Yo, you changed the password or something? I couldn't connect to the settlers when we had our show Tuesday. And I'm like, no, everything worked fine. Saturday, we were live. And he's like, Oh man, I don't know what happened. I just tried it for a quick second, and it worked. So as tech savvy as Chris is... And it seems he wasn't tech-savvy enough to figure out that it was his shit that was fucking up. So, that's why you guys didn't get to hear Affinity Protocol on WDVRdvRadio.net the last Tuesday they aired. That being said, enjoy this wonderful episode of Affinity Protocol number 39. We love these guys, their family, their brothers. Uh, please spread the word about Affinity Protocol. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and our host, pod bean uh, at any time mobile or computer uh, and we do have some upcoming podcasts in the works we have bullets blades and hooks it's about hunting fishing outdoors in general uh, as well as a few other things uh, that's getting ready to go into production so please enjoy this episode of affinity protocol with chris paul and eventually little chris You fucking idiots. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DB Radio and its guests are strictly those of sad individuals and do not reflect those of the DB Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. The following includes conversation relating to cryptocurrency. The information provided and discussed is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Any use of any information is done so at your own risk. DV Radio LLC, as well as the hosts and guests of the show, take no responsibility if you wish to use any of the information in your daily life. Again, the topics discussed are strictly for informational and educational purposes only.
1: I am Chris, the CEO. My name is Paul. i
2: the COO. I am Chris, aka Little Chris, the Chief Technical Officer of Innovations.
1: Of Hour long show, we will talk about affinity, crypto in general, DeFi, blockchain technology, technology, uh, and just talk about anything. Whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Get to know us at a little more personal level. Babbling nonsense.
0: Is there cursing rules <laughs> or anything? No,
1: you say whatever the fuck you want. I think they'd be more worried if you didn't
2: curse. <laughs> <laughs> show me. me the
1: money! Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Affinity Protocol. I would say live on WDVRdvRadio.net like we normally are, but I just realized uh, it is failing to connect. So I'm going to have to get with Bo. I don't know if Bo's listening right now, but um, yeah. Well, he ain't listening on DVR. <laughs> he, listen- you know, DV he ain't listening on DVRadio. He ain't listening right now on DVRadio. Uh, so he might have changed some passwords or something. I don't know. But either way, it did not authenticate, didn't connect us. Uh, so we are live right now on Twitch and Twitch only. Uh, we'll have to get that DV radio thing looked at. Uh, anyway, so here we are again. Ready protocol? Hell yeah! A nice two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know I had a little bit the.
2: To- I you know, talked a little bit in Discord and stuff uh, after Affinity Friday last time because I had, you know, just gotten back from my Disney trip and stuff. So, you know, it's good to be back, get back in the, in the groove of things because I had missed the previous protocol while I was out in Florida, which I'd like to remind you that you were supposed to be out there as well.
1: I was, but you know, you decided she didn't need me anymore. That's what happens when they turn 23. They don't need you anymore. You know, until they need that money. That's right. <laughs> Oh,
2: you know. then they're going to be asking mad questions.
1: Yeah, we handled that show. Chris and I, uh, and I will say it was probably the most I've ever heard Chris talk in an hour span. Right. So. <laughs> I, I, went, I did go back and listen to a little bit of the recording. Uh, when I had some time at work earlier this
2: week and, uh, it was, it was actually really funny. Well, wow, I see earlier this week, it's only Tuesday. So yesterday, let <laughs> me just come out and say yesterday. I was listening to some of the recording, and I was like, man, this dude won't shut up all of a sudden. No, it's crazy. Where the hell, where, where the hell is this when we're
1: when we're trying to get a rise out of him or something like that on Affinity Friday? Yep. Got all excited. Said, so, oh, no, we get to talk about world conflicts? Oh, yeah. I'm in.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's that's basically how he went. Yep. Well, you know... Hello myself but you
2: know I was, I was gonna say speaking speaking of little Chris uh you know uh, I was had to had to miss the last protocol because I was out in Florida and uh little Chris is gonna have to miss today he's actually uh picking up some family from the airport so you yep. got just me and an old man today so I mean if he, if he was here just to listen to little Chris
1: I'm sorry he ain't, ain't <laughs> going to make it right. not this week not this week well, yeah, yeah, drink a lot of water because right now I'm coming, coming down from that, from that cold I had all week last week. Bad, bad cold. And, uh, you know, it's funny. The cycle for my colds is like most people it starts with the sore throat and then it blows up and expands into whatever mayhem it's going to cause. And then on the trail end, on the way out, I get the sore throat back again. So that's where I am right now. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I'm here for the protocol. Just, just not on like DV radio. <laughs> just just not on the main place that we go to. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. I wonder so I guess I'm going to have to hit him up. He didn't he didn't say nothing to me, but you know, I've been using the same platform, connecting the same way every damn time and I didn't change anything. So. Ah. Take it as a sign. He don't want you there anymore. yep <laughs> him Fuck 'em. Fuck so, how's everybody else doing? I know, uh, you know, we do get some listeners on, uh, on Twitch usually every week. We got, uh, some of the usual characters that come in here. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of other people that listen that never, never show their faces or speak up or don't admit it. I don't know if I would admit it either. Um, but, <laughs> but welcome if this is your first affinity protocol. Uh, welcome again to those that are, are new and, uh, we hope you enjoy it. So, Uh, You know, we talk about a lot of different things week to week, or I should say by week to by week. Um, You know, we try to keep things at least tied into uh, crypto or blockchain technology in some way, shape or form, or at least uh, technology and security. Uh, No matter what the topics we talk about, we always at least try to tie it back into that. Not always. We go off the rails sometimes, but... (laughs) Sometimes, I mean like every other episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, we've had some good ones. Uh, if you do want to go back and listen, uh, you can go to uh, Spotify now. Uh, our podcast is on Spotify. It is under DV Radio. So if you search DV Radio on Spotify or a bunch of other uh, podcasts like Podbean or wherever you want to listen to your podcast, you can search DV Radio and you'll find Affinity Protocol under that search heading. And you can listen to all of our. Th- Thirty-eight or so episodes that we've done so far. Damn, uh, hey, is it really that many? It has been. I'm only looking at the folder right here. It's um, shit. I think we sent in. Yes, this is episode number thirty-nine. Damn, Do right we get to fifty? Now? Man, we gotta do like some sort of bicentennial yeah, some- episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Like we we all get bicentennial quarters Wait, or
1: Bicentennial is two hundred. <laughs> what? It's two hundred. You probably right. <laughs> I'm just thinking something anyway, special. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's good. We'll do something special for our 50th episode. So in, in eleven, so that'd be 22 weeks from now. Uh, yeah, we'll do some. Uh, what was that about five months? Four to five uh, about five months. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> We will have a, a damn guest after that. Um, so tonight, I want to make sure that anybody that's listening—if you are in uh, Twitch right now, or if you're listening and you're in a your, Telegram or anywhere else other than DV Radio—you um, know, if you have any have anything you want to add, questions or or anything like that, because we want to talk about. If you didn't catch my uh, my post today or tweet, however you want to refer to it, uh, kind of talked about. Wanting to get a little, not a little, kind of a lot. I want to get into some of the details of, of what it's like. Uh, for those of you that either one have, have never, um, had the responsibility and the privilege in the, in the, um, again, huge responsibility, uh, to run either a company or a project or a nonprofit or anything like that. Um, specifically, you know, dealing with, like I said, with crypto, uh, you know, having a token asset involved, having, uh, software being developed, things like that. I really want to talk about some of the insight, uh, you know, from our perspective on what that's like, uh, what some of the challenges are, what some of the great things that, that we see. Um, you know, th- there's a lot to it and I want to make sure that before we really get into it, that you fully understand a couple of things. One, there is a lot of amazing things that come out of, of doing this. Like I said, it's a huge responsibility for everybody involved, but there's a lot of great things that come from it, whether it's, you know, uh, pride in, in creating something new, uh, you know, meeting new people, learning something, a lot of different things, but there's also a lot of challenges. As with anything, there are a lot of challenges that come with it. And, you know, I just want to make sure that obviously as we talk about this, we understand that those, those two things are, are very prevalent in everything that happens every day when it comes to affinity or running anything, uh, any kind of project or company that deals with, uh, especially in the crypto space. Because uh, some of the things we're going to talk about are going to be very unique uh, to the crypto and DeFi space. Um, it was another point, but it escapes me for now. So I'll come back to it when it comes, comes to mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was there, was there any precursors or anything that you want to mention, Paul?
2: I mean, no, if anyone's asking, we're not going to talk about our internal arguing, which. Doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it like <laughs> it plays out very similar to me and Chris being on that balance beam at the trampoline park with the foam things. <laughs> beat downs are issued out, but no. But that's you know that's that's part of um, it's part of you know kind of what we want to talk about as as well that we might dive into a little bit is you know, the not necessarily team dynamic in in a bad sense, but like just how like the team cohesiveness and the team dynamic is behind the scenes. You know, versus, you know, us coming out on Infinity Friday, us throwing chats in Telegram or, you know, even early on when we were doing uh, voice chats in Telegram, like, you know, yeah. uh, other than these times that we're out here doing like public engagement with, you know, Infinity Friday or, or protocol and, and stuff like that, where we're interacting like that. That's the only, you know, FaceTime, so to speak, that you get. And it's very difficult sometimes, especially in the crypto world, where it's very, very demanding of projects to, to produce anything uh you know it's it's difficult sometimes to to really understand what happens behind the scenes when you kind of slow down and see exactly what's going on like every single you know small decision that's made comes out with like a lot of thought and it's one of the things where you know it's very obvious whenever you know we have our team communications and whatnot that we try to take all of those factors into account when we're making decisions about like, you know, exactly what kind of space we're in, you know, how any kind of decision can affect a multitude of uh, different things and, and angles and perspective that people see for our project and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's an interesting thing, but I don't think uh, I don't think that, you know, an AMA in the traditional sense in, in crypto really even answer those questions. Cause you know, you, you first start out as a project, you get into an AMA. Most of the time it's just, Hey, this is who we are. This is our project. This is our background, but you don't really get to kind of see like the inner workings of, of who people are. You only get that limited face time and, and that's it. And you know, people talk about, you know, research before you invest or research before you buy tokens, but like what exactly are you researching? All you're doing is you're researching, uh, what you know that is publicly available at the time. So it's, you know, even a little bit more difficult to get a beat on things. So, you know, it, it even says it in the the intro to the podcast, you know, where I say, you know, when we started, the purpose of this podcast is that we're not necessarily just going to talk crypto, we're going to talk whatever. And I even say, you know, we're going to get to know us at a little bit more personal level because we'll talk about whatever, you know, increase that FaceTime, get a better insight as to who we are, how we're doing in life, how we're doing with the project, you know, our mindset going into things and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of, uh, what part of the focus is going to be on, on this episode is just, you know, getting to know us better, getting to know us and how we, you know, we sometimes struggle with decisions and we struggle with what we're doing development wise, uh, and, and trying to put out good quality content, um, in the crypto space and with our company and stuff. So
1: yeah. And I want to come back to that, that point in a second. Cause that's, that is a good point and, and a vast majority of, uh, what we're going to. Uh, tip on today. Um, one thing I do want to say about that is, for the most part, when you hear us talking directly or to each other or on Affinity Fridays, especially when we go to Discord and things like that, is pretty much what you get. So um, <laughs> we definitely uh, are not like uh, multiple personalities where behind the scenes we're completely different people. You are seeing Chris Paul and Chris. Uh, for the most part, um, in, in those, uh, settings so when we do Affinity Friday, Friday and, 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 uh, uh protocol and, uh, AMAs and things like that. Um, the, I did think of the other point I was going to make. So obviously throughout this conversation, we're going to have, um, some, some kind of, uh, either references or, or, uh, comparisons in, in a way. But I want to make it very clear that we're not here to either uh, directly compare us to other projects, companies, tokens, blah, 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 or put anybody down. We understand that, uh, you know, people do things differently. They do them their way. Sometimes the communities, uh, react to that. They like it. Sometimes they don't. Uh, it is what it is, but we are good. There's going to be things that are going to get mentioned. Uh, again, it's not always or necessarily in a judgmental way, unless they're scamming, rug pulling, or just you know, doing that kind of bullshit and screwing people over, then it is absolutely judging uh, those bastards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's just you know talking about just some differences in the way people do things. You know, companies uh, operate differently uh, for better or worse. Uh, they just operate differently. And I just want to make sure, as we go through that, you understand that when we when we talk about some of these things, and um, it, it, again, it's not saying one is better than the other, but obviously we're always going to believe what we're doing is better because that's what, well, you know, it's our company. And if we didn't think it was better, we wouldn't be doing it. Uh, so that's that. But going back to what you were saying um, about, you know, getting to, to know us and, and the, the inner workings and, and all that um, kind of leads me into, uh, you know, the interactions and sometimes the lack of interaction with public, whether it be on social media, uh, in the telegrams or, or whatever it may be, uh, you know, trying to either, you know, give updates when we have them or, or, you know, not really knowing, uh, you know, how we should engage when we don't really have any updates. Uh, that's, that's a real challenge. And I know that's not a challenge just for us. That is a challenge across the board. And I think that's really why you see, uh, some people kind of fall back into that, Uh, let's play games with people kind of mindset, right? That we've seen in the, in the late to 2020, 2021, uh, sort of bull run, uh, early token stage where, uh, it's more about let's try to just give hints at stuff. And, and because I think people, some of them, some of them are doing it just to drive hype, but I think some people just, they don't know how to fill that void. And if you feel like you need to fill a void, but you don't really have anything to say, you just kind of hint towards things. Right. I mean, does that make sense? Well, I I think it's too, I think it's, it really comes down to
2: like the the short term and long term vision. Right. Yeah. So like when we were first launching, we had, we had both, we had our short term vision, you know, which was, uh, you know, producing volume and rewards because we were coming out as a reward based token. Um, with different kind of financial goals and diversity. And that was, you know, our short term goal. Short term goal was to get, you know, like a D app up, get people to see the rewards, get people to be able to claim their rewards if they wanted to claim it manually, you know, like all, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Like that, that was our immediate short term goal. The great thing about that immediate short term goal is that it was easy to attain. It did not take us that long to propel and have a good quality product. If you want to call it the, the, the simple D app a product. It, it did not take that long to get. And then we started moving into uh, speedy development into things that we knew were going to be the medium to long term. Um, and it, it did help us, you know, kind of push out some products quickly. But I think that's kind of the the big Tipping point, so to speak, with some of these other projects and how they fill that void and how they they fill that, uh you know, that time spent with their community, because you can attain those immediate short term goals. Right. Because, you know, I, I don't this is not a fact. This is a guess. Yeah. But my guess is that like roughly 30 to 50 percent of legitimate projects that come out, come out because they see another project doing something and they say, hey, I can do that better. Yep. And they they start the project. And they come out with that first rival product that is slightly better. But then, you know, that's where you get a Ricky Bobby like, I don't know what to do with my hands, because now where do you go from here? And those companies or those projects either do have a long term project and they know that with the how brutal the crypto community can be sometimes that they have to lay those hints down and continually just kind of fluff the air with BS to keep going. Or they don't have a long-term plan, and that's where you kind of see a lot of projects that you know during the that bull run, all it was all about NFC marketplace and uh, and metaverse, and that's you know what they advertised and hinted at, and and you know I'm I'm sure we could sit down and really kind of dive into researching how many of those projects that made those claims actually did. Anything related to the metaverse yeah, or man. even came out with any kind of NFT marketplace. Yeah, Cause with- now it's been, it's, it's been crypto winter for a fucking minute.
1: Yeah, Are we doing right? like 20 metaverses by
2: now? That's, but that's what I'm saying is like they, these people, they, they get, you know, they, they get the tagline, you know, it, with, with Twitter, they get the hashtag. This is the popular hashtag. So I'm going to mention this because I don't have an actual long-term plan. So I'm going to mention it and just ride that wave as long as I can. And it's, it, It can it can be difficult. And, you know, we run into the same thing because we started transitioning towards long-term development plans, stuff that is going to require massive amounts of testing and integration, massive amount of security checks, massive amounts of rework. And during all of that entire development life cycle, crypto is changing. So we're constantly reworking and reworking and reworking and trying to keep up with the times. And sometimes you can't help it. You're a fucking head of the times. Take point in case is trust wallet with that text you sent earlier today trust wallet had that huge update and i'm pretty sure that they had uh, a decent update with the the web modal 3 app that wallet connect was having problems with because now on even my android device it wasn't working well with uh, adapting trust wallet trust wallet is working flawlessly yeah but for for how how long did we operate on that mobile app and keep it in beta Assuming that there was something that was wrong on our end, that we were banging our heads against walls, quite fucking literally trying to figure out what the problem was. And it turns out we were ahead of their development integration. So there's all of these different factors that come into it. And, you know, what did we end up doing because of these long term plans and these longer term development cycles that we go through? We cut Affinity Friday. So it was no longer every week, because like you said. It starts to get difficult to say, how are we going to get up here and say and shrug our shoulders and say, hey, we're we're developing. That's where we're at, because talk to any software engineer when you're going through anything that is, you know, has moderate complexity to it um, in in the software world. It's not going to get done in a week. You want me to make a hello world program and have it perfect? Done. Easy. Got it in a week. No problem. You know, you want me to have some batch scripts or. um. You know, some, some bash scripts on a Linux box that, that does some stuff like hell. When me and you used to work at the, at the one place, I came out with the, some of those scripts and stuff. And that took me, you know, a couple of days to make sure they were refined and perfect. And, you know, then we we're well on our way. So yeah, some simple stuff like that can be done every week and pumped out. But as soon as you switch to your medium and your long-term plans, you can't sit there and act like you're gonna continue to party week after week after week after
1: week and not get burned out. Impossible. Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces too, right? You gotta you gotta balance uh, not only backend development but front end and you know make sure th- those are jiving and that you know working through the bugs and security. Because security has to be tightened up on both sides of that, right? Whether it's the smart contracts, any other kind of backend. Uh, hosting platforms and then also the front end software as well. So all those things need to constantly be tested as you're moving along, um, too. And, and what ends up, what ends up happening, right? So again, this is one of those things where you can look at, um, some other players in the space and and don't get me wrong. There are some really great people doing some really great things out there. I see it all the time. Um, and then there's some, there's some really stinkers out there that are, uh, doing some bad stuff, and uh, you know, and, and that's why one of the things that I kind of mentioned that I want to talk about was uh, kind of some of the challenges of of ensuring that as you're going along, not just in development, um, but but as a business, uh, as a as a having a token product, um, ethically and morally, and uh, again, technically with security and everything else, how challenging that is to be in this space. It's not challenging as a person, right? So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's really difficult for me to be moral, right? That's, that's easy, you know, but it's challenging to be in this space with that mindset because there are so many people that do not have good ethics. So when you're, when you're quote unquote competing and I don't mean competing, uh, necessarily product versus product or token versus token. I'm talking about competing for. Um, you know, like advertising space or competing. You're you're competing for for market share, market share, right in the global market. So when you're competing with people that will, that will do whatever it takes to cut other people's throats to get ahead. And you're maintaining that ethical balance and trying to ensure that you're doing the right thing for the people that are holding the token, that are using your products that are, that are supporting your company it is a an incredible challenge uh, to to do that and also carve your your way uh, through this space. I, I've come to learn, and and you and you learn, you know, as you do more and more of this uh, in your life, that what ends up happening with that is, it just extends the time in which success happens. So when somebody is very aggressive and throws all shit and all fucks to the wind and says, I don't really care. You know, they, they, they might publicly even say, it. I've seen a few of them do it, especially some of these influencers that are launching tokens. They'll tell you straight up. They don't give a shit about you. And, and people will love it for some reason. You know, they don't give a shit about you. They're there to make money for themselves. That the, whatever happens happens. If you can come along for the ride, great to me, that's shitty, but whatever. So again, some people like it. So I, That's your thing. That's your thing. Not judging. But when you're trying to compete against that and say, like we are, where we, where we don't necessarily tell people, we're going to make you millionaires, buy our token. You're going to be a millionaire. You're going to get Lambos. We're going to take you to the moon, all this other shit. When we don't do that and we're real with people and honest saying, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we're developing. This is how our token functions, how it's going to fit into the ecosystem, how it's going to be used in our products. Go ahead and buy it if you want, if you believe that it's going to be a good uh, uh, you know, investment or if it's going to be a good opportunity for you to be involved in the products, or don't. Or get it, sell it, trade it, give it to your friends. It's up to you. No big deal. When we say that we don't care about the token, it's just price. That. that's what we mean. Yeah, well, token price. And and yeah, I guess I should be very clear about that. Um, but that's what we mean by that. It's we want to make sure that it's it's transparent and it's as honest and ethical as possible for everybody involved, not just for the short term people, not for the people that want to swing trade it or, or buy by the any kind of news or anything like that. And especially not just for us. Right. It has to be fair and equitable for everybody involved. This is the challenge. Right. Uh I don't know if you have anything more to say about that, Paul. I gotta I gotta take off this hoodie. I'm a little warm, but uh, give me a second. Oh, you went hoodie weather already? Yeah, man. Damn. I also wearing short sleeves at at work today. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I'm over. The, I'm over that heat. I am too. It's a little warm down here, though. You know, you know, getting uh, and you worked up because it is. This is this is something I think about a lot because we do we develop a lot of contracts. We're doing a lot of testing, you know, and and I'm the one that spends probably the most time on social media. So I see things. Um, I see things that are going on. And some of it annoys the living shit out of me, but obviously, um, you know, got to keep your feelings out of things. Uh, sometimes it is, uh, you know, bad stuff that's happening and uh, you just got to wait to see facts and see how things play out. But um, it is it's tough to see that stuff happen across the space. And then you can read between the lines and see all the good shit that's happening. And you're like, why isn't this? But, you know, that's the age old question, right? Um, so that's some of my frustration. I mean, well, that's the problem (laughs) too, right?
2: Is like how, like even going all the way back to like seventies and eighties when like businesses and, and bigger businesses really, really started to take off. Like, you know, people talk about like, you know, the industrial age or the technology age, like- my personal opinion, late seventies, early eighties is the business age, right? That's when you had some of these huge, huge businesses that are, or these businesses that are huge now, yeah. really kind of made their start. And you, you see movies and TV shows all the time that talk about like uh, specifically being cutthroat in their competition. And like, you know, what is, what does is the, the bad guy say at the end? Or, you know, somebody say at the end is like, Oh, that's just good business. Or, you know, it's just business and, and stuff like that. And, and, it, it sucks and it sucks to see it because there are some times that someone might take, you know, I don't want to take the, I don't want to say low road morally, but you know, people take a different approach that is potentially questionable and they're applauded for, oh, that was a great business decision. That was a great business move. But what people don't see is that that move is fucking over like, a specific set of holders within their community or, you know, like supposed to be you know, them shitting on another project instead of just trying to bring crypto up in general to be more popular yeah. globally. It's, it's, oh, I'm going to shit on this guy so I can get ahead, and I'm going to end up shitting in, on these lower holders and catering to these other people, because why the fuck not? Because if these guys sell, my token is trash, so I'm, I'm going to cater to everything that they tell me to do, and now the lower guy who actually has good ideas about what we should be doing with the project is just completely ignored, and then the next week I'm going to shit on another project project so I can try to accumulate some more holders and yeah, it's, is it, is it good for that specific project? Eh, Sure. Maybe, maybe in the short term. Is it, is it good for, you know, what a lot of good faith projects are trying to do and just make crypto more
1: popular? Nah, not good for that at all. No. No. And that's our thing, right? So we, we're trying to, like we've always done, is, is try to better crypto and DeFi with our products, with our mindset, and the way we function and operate as a company. And, you know, it takes some time to get realized. Um, you know, in, in a lot of cases, it takes time to be discovered or by certain individuals or, you know, for people to pick up on it and say, hey, you know what? Uh, they are doing the right thing. They are doing good things. And but, you know, don't get me wrong either. We're not Fully reliant on on people saying, "Hey, I like those guys. They're nice guys. Uh, they care about people." No, uh, we want our products to speak for themselves as well and speak the same language. We wanted to to show that, "Hey, these these are things that are are new and and kind of ground groundbreaking." Like, um, you know, there are multiple things like like Paul just talked about with all of everybody who's going to come out with the NFT platforms and the, and the and the metaverse and and all that stuff. And and really, where did they all go? Uh, I don't know of really more than one or two NFT platforms that have come out in the last year and a half from any of these people that were talking about it. And I don't know of any metaverse stuff that was developed from the, oh countless- God, no, cause, cause so how, I mean, so let me ask you this. How long ago was cryptopia? Oh, geez. That was almost two years ago. Yeah. And we had met someone there that was
2: working on yes. a metaverse platform that uh, we, we went out to dinner with, and we talked to them, and we they talked about you know adapt integration and and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, w- we understand that the development, especially something like a metaverse, is going to take time. So we didn't expect them to reach out anytime soon to you know ask about stuff. But when they did, they did reach out. Like what eight months later was it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it, it, about there. Yeah, they reached out to me, and it was about eight months later or so, and they were like, "Hey, yeah, we want to talk and see how things are going." And we're like, "Oh yeah, sure." And we end up having a meeting with them and come to find out, like, they haven't done anything. Yeah. yeah like, so. like literally, literally nothing. We're like, hey, you know, you know, we don't expect you to be, you know, taken off or anything like that. But, like, are, are you getting to the point where you want to, you know, collaborate and start, you know, coming together and think about how how stuff's going to get coded and, you know, look at, you know, the info the flow of information, you know, how the communication line is going to start for, you know, uh, product integration. And they're like, Oh, we, yeah, we kind of, we kind of stopped development for a little bit because we were working on whatever. And then, you know, like we're starting to get back into development on it and we're like, Oh, Oh, okay, cool. And then that was the last we heard from them.
1: <laughs> I think they were still in the starting blocks <laughs> like eight months later. Uh, but again, that's it that's it project that was it thing we just told me hey, reach out whenever and i I, I gotta imagine that they i don't know I haven't heard anything about them in quite some time so either, so I'm not really sure uh what quite happened with them, but uh either way uh but yeah that's why well, I, I think I think that they, that they they probably fell victim to
2: the crypto world moves. So, so fast that a lot and not, not saying that the the general public is, are not smart people. There are plenty of highly intelligent people out in society, but I think that the crypto, I honestly think that the crypto world moves too fast for somebody to wait for metaverse development to really have it be interesting in the crypto world. It moves way too fast. The next trend is already going before you even
1: conceptualize where you're going to start development on a metaverse. Yeah. Speaking of moving, you might want to move your phone because your mic's crackling a little bit. Uh, Uh, My phone ain't nowhere near it. Oh, damn. I will do the old unplug plug back in. Yeah. I mean, you're right. And so that, and that's what comes down to proper planning, right? You need to understand that if you're not, Somebody that has the resources, you know, your company or your project doesn't have the resources to develop something of that magnitude and the speed that you would need to, to keep up. You probably should rethink your, your plan, right? If you know you have two people and you're trying, you think you're going to develop, say, like a metaverse in six months. I mean, it's just not realistic, you know.
2: Well, oh, and that, but that also comes back to like, so is, it, ignore the, the us going down the rabbit hole with the metaverse people for, for a second. But like, you know, what you're saying about these projects and like, Oh, we'll do this or we'll do that. Or, you know, people making those kinds of business decisions when it it, it, it comes to a point where like at, realistically it comes down to self payment, self satisfaction, self service, whatever you want to call it, where, they they are now, they, sh- they shift from, they, you know, might've started out with, I'm looking out for, you know, the crypto community and I'm looking out for my specific project community yep. at some point, if, if it wasn't the, the motive in the beginning, at some point it comes down to, well, now I'm in it for me. Right. And the other case in point from Cryptopia, which we still haven't heard from these people either was the, the real estate lady. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so like a. First off, fuck them because they ditched us the following day when we were supposed to get lunch and, and meet and talk about more stuff about that. But at the at the after party, you know, I, I was talking with her for quite a bit. And one of, or like her big, big thing was like, how do we get people to understand that like crypto is a viable and she actually worded crypto as a product, which was kind of nice. But um, she said, you know, how do we get people to understand crypto is a viable product? You know, if I have a client that wants to sell their house for a million dollars worth of whatever cryptocurrency someone's willing to buy it with. And, this, you know, this is during the housing frickin crisis where everyone and their mother was buying properties in, in cash and whatnot. Um, so it's, it's not like someone wouldn't be able to, to somehow on ramp a, a mill and, and get, you know, a house like this or something. And, you know, that was her big question. And I said, well, no, it, it comes down to, you know, how you, how you play the education market and how you like bring the education piece. I really was pushing the education piece because it'd be great to collaborate with people that work in different fields other than just tech to look at how you can kind of support yep. education in different communities and different industries and stuff. And I think when it came down to it, he didn't care really. It was more of like, Hey, I have a very specific example of how I can earn my commission. Yeah. Like that's, I think I honest to God think that's what it came down to. And that's where, you know, someone is under the, the premise of self-service where they don't care about anything other than themselves in the crypto world. And that's kind of a, a bad precedent to have, whether you're a project or you're trying to, you know, pretend that you're doing something for the good of, of defy or, or anything like that as you come out and you have a front of, well, I'm doing it for this, but realistically, all you really care about is doing it for yourself at, at that point to me. You're no different than someone setting up a honeypot, no different from, from someone who's setting up a rug, you know, any of that kind of stuff, because all you're doing is looking out for yourself. You don't give two shits about how your actions are going to impact, you know, the, the community within your project or the crypto community as a whole or anything like that. Cause that's going to affect other projects too and make them look untrustworthy no matter what. Or God fucking forbid like I ever say something during affinity Friday or on affinity protocol that like is a similar sentence even if it's something like i i enjoy subway sandwiches right which i, I fucking don't but like say i oh, i man. pretend that i like subway sandwiches and somebody that was a known person that like had two projects that rugged also liked subway sandwiches they're going to be <laughs> like fuck that paul guy he said he likes subway sandwiches and so did this other douchebag over here so they're going to rug because he likes subway and so did this other guy he also they 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 are subway planning these rugs together <laughs>
1: That dude, that flavors—he liked his meatballs, so. right? <laughs> so, like, and that's and
2: that's where it—that's where it fucking sucks because then people like us are put on the defensive of, well, no, we don't have updates because we're in a long development cycle. No, we're not. Like, we can't. How, how are you supposed to defend yourself against something like that? Where they're like, "Well, what are you doing in your free time?" Well, I'm not going to fucking subway conspiring against you. <laughs> I can tell you that much.
1: Like, yeah, you're right. And I, I think, um. Yeah, because it is it, 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 nobody's fault because, right, I don't expect anybody that says, hey, I want to get involved with Affinity or any other token to say, um, I need to understand the ins and outs of how all of this works first. No, that's that's unrealistic. And I would say maybe half of a percent of people that do get involved in it really, really, truly understand, um, you know, all of the, the aspects of it. But like you're talking about with development, with, with the long cycle of development and where we get caught up with, cause we do sometimes, we'll, well, we'll be going through our week, uh, two weeks in between, uh, Fendi Friday and, you know, we'll, we'll deploy so much shit. We'll write so much code. We'll, we'll be collaborating with, uh, you know, Sesco with our, our UI stuff and, and just really collaborating on, on, uh, development and standing up, um, uh, you know, forks and doing a lot of testing which is a lot of work but then when you say okay now it's affinity friday or now we're going to do this what is worth talking about what what do they want to hear what are the people that are interested in what we're doing going to want to know because if i sat there and told you that i spent you know the last 3 days probably 6 7 hours a day specifically working on uh, a contract that I was, uh, testing that has to do with the affiliate marketing. Um, and, you know, we got to do more testing on it and potentially redo some rework on it. To you, right? As, uh, as a listener, and, and I don't blame you for it. You're like, Oh, whatever. it don't mean shit. It don't mean shit to you. To me, that was a lot of damn work. I learned a lot of stuff from it. I know where to go next. I, I you know, we got some, some good templates built out of it, some chunks of code, all that. Like it means a lot. It actually does. It's a huge step. Every week we're making bigger and bigger steps towards the end. We had a conversation over the last two or three days um, about some of how how we need to incorporate something. We'll talk about some of it at Affinity Friday, um, but how we're going to incorporate some of the things into affiliate marketing that we haven't discussed yet. Some little little changes we have to make, and how that's going to affect. Um, I don't want to say affect because it, it's not going to change it but it's going to it's going to have gonna implications yeah it's going to have implications on deployment when we go uh you know all this cross chain and layer 0 and all that stuff but these are things that happen every single day to the to the individual that's a holder born a shit. Dude, fuck, fuck your, fuck your smart contract. I, I see your smart contract
2: and I raise you getting yelled at by our CPA for us apparently doing everything the hardest way possible yeah. for managing our books, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, all right, I, I want to make this clear. I want to make it. So last, if you remember last Friday, Friday, said so we're wrapping up, right? I so said, I've been working with her for about three weeks. I think at that point. So we're wrapping Probably. up. Okay. Today, today. I got the report. Oh, I was still working with her, going back and forth, giving information, answering questions, inputting things into uh, putting in journal entries and everything up until early this morning. I sent her a letter on letterhead that she could finally use for the final piece and and get the report wrapped up and over to me. Yeah. I'd, I'd also
2: at this point like to point out, though, just just to make it abundantly clear it is not that we were doing anything wrong during all of this process as much as we, you know we are not CPAs hence hiring a CPA right that makes the most yeah. sense when you need someone to do CPA work you hire a CPA um so it's not that we were doing anything wrong we were apparently doing lots of stuff the absolute hardest way possible and this CPA, she's very, very intelligent. She was very kind about telling us the proper way to do things. But I think it came to a point where, what, Chris, you got on one night and you were just like, dude, I fucking quit. I don't know how, <laughs> like, why, like, why did we decide that we were going to do it this way? And we're like, dude, it made sense to us. And you I think you said, like, oh, well, we're apparently fucking idiots, according to our CPA. <laughs> so, like.
1: <laughs> yeah, when it comes to tracking, because it's so new. When it comes to tracking digital assets in in you know obviously in in your corporate assets, and then what you're doing with them because one thing we do very differently, right? And she she was like, "Holy shit, I can't believe how much money you guys just give away." Um, <coughs> because I have to report all that, I have to have that in the reply. I, I had to pull every transaction from our marketing wallet, from our deployer wallet, every fucking transaction go through all of them, flag them right because. Um, which Adapt, thank God, makes it easy to identify <laughs> <laughs> what transactions were giveaways so I can pull the transaction history from Adapt and look at it and say, okay, these were all giveaways. I don't need to know who they go to. That's not important. It just needs to know these were giveaways. These were uh, to pay contractors. This was to buy software. This was to pay whatever bill. And, and then have all of our assets. Not only that, but you have to look at Um, what's it called? Um, uh, shit, I'm blanking on it right now, but it's, uh, it's basically depreciation of the asset. It's called, uh, in, I keep wanting to say permeable, but that's not, that's not the word. Um, basically it's the, the difference between the price of the asset when you bought it, um, and when you're holding it now, is that's actually, you know, uh, a write-off for the, the depreciation of the asset, um, from when you purchased it what it's actually worth now um so and i'm blanking on the term it's a very popular term it's used a lot when you're dealing with uh liquidity pool seeding and all that and farming and all that stuff too but for whatever reason i'm having a brain fart um but yeah so we had to go through all that it's a lot of work um i have a a very good background and knowledge in uh, accounting and finance and my head was spinning uh, but so. you have a
2: whole new
1: respect for the career field now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And she was independent. We want to make sure we got somebody independent, somebody we, we didn't have a relationship with. Um, so that way we can get, again, a completely independent look at how we are operating, what our finances look like, uh, and get us set up for the future. So well worth it. Now that we're done, I can say that. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: Now, now, now that we're not getting told you're doing everything the hardest way
1: possible, stop, please. Yeah. yeah. But one of the greatest, great takeaways, uh, I will say from that is at no point, um, did she say that she felt that we were, uh, potentially flagging ourselves for any, uh, eyeballs to be on us or anything like that. Um, it's just obviously process and the, you know, I think, I think it comes down, down
2: to we, we organize like IT people, not yeah. like finance people.
1: Yeah, so some really great feedback. Uh but again, and one thing that I know we've talked about it at Affinity Fridays, so and I want to say it again here, especially as we roll into the last uh, 13 minutes or so of Affinity Protocol. Uh one thing with us, and and this is something I, I hope everybody truly understands when they get involved with affinity at all, at whatever level you get involved, whether it's you're, you're holding the token, whether you're just hanging out and, and, and watching, being part of the community, using adapt and, and any of our products. We're right there with you. All right. Um, we're not sitting here collecting salaries and just dragging our feet, sitting back you know, and and collecting a paycheck and saying, yeah, we'll get shit done when we get it done. We're right there with you, all right? I, I own, Paul owns, our own personal allotment of tokens. And then we have the rewards that we get from the company-owned uh, team wallets, which is essentially our compensation. So that's it. Uh, our personal holdings, obviously, we bought with our own money. That did not come from company funds. Uh, so I got that sitting in my own wallet. And then, um, you know, whatever I get from the reward kickbacks from the company owned wallet is my compensation. I have not been given a paycheck from, from affinity innovations. I have not been given a bonus. I haven't been given anything at all uh, other than what you can see on that blockchain. Uh, so we're, we're very much reliant on the success of our products. And the success of everything else that happens, um, you know, as much as you guys are hoping for everything to, uh, you know, play out right with all the products and everything, I, I'm i not going to say that you're reliant on us because that go uh, we'll read what the HUI test is. Um, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not going to say that, but you are hoping that everything with the products tie in together and they work as they're intended uh, and that, you know, things work out. Uh, well, for your, your assets. Um, but again, we're right there with you, you know, and, and a lot, I would say the vast majority of companies and projects cannot say the same thing. Boom. Also welcome, little Chris. You must be back from picking up airport people. Oh, I didn't even know he came back in. That's cause you gaff old man.
2: Uh, has no, nothing to do with that. Glad- I was waiting for him to come out and be like, that's because you suck.
1: It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with I have my system sounds turned down, so I didn't get the notification when you popped in. Okay, Biden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, I'm not that old. And I can walk a flight of stairs. <laughs> What's, up, Chris? What's up, Chris? So, you know what we're talking about? How long have you been in here? Uh, about like 10 minutes. So you know what we're talking about anyway, because we kind of discussed it earlier today. Yeah, talking about the CPA stuff and some development stuff as well. Yeah, kind of, kind of going over, um, you know, just challenges and kind of the the good things and the challenges of being behind the scenes, being, being the, the leaders and the, and the, uh, the owners of a company, if you will, uh, in this space and, and really what that entails. So we got nine minutes left. You got that's anything you want to throw in there? I mean, Paul too, but I want to make sure Chris gets an opportunity. Now that he jumped in. <laughs> uh, he used up all his speaking <laughs> last
2: last episode. Oh, that's true. He's out.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, yes sir. I mean, I will say uh, to the to the community who Jesus
1: to the people who are listening. Um, I did push out a
0: update to test flight for iOS while we wait for their approval for actual app store. So those people who were in the beta test group, it, the application is just exactly like how you would expect on the actual app store. Just waiting for a review. This
1: guy sucks. He throws away the whole Affinity Protocol episode. Everybody's like, I right, fucking now. I don't even care. There's another update. I'm out. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> We are just talking about how we don't have our updates all the time. All right, cool. That's good information. Oh, did you for real have some?
2: I was just going to say that I got more gray in my beard now than I did before we started this project. (laughs) But I'm also married with a now four-year-old, so that could be some
1: contributing factors as well. Yeah, definitely. It definitely, definitely could be it. Yeah, but you know, I, I will say, uh, one of my last, uh, thoughts would be, um, we really do, we really do appreciate you. I know we got to say that a lot, uh, to you guys, but you know, we appreciate everybody that, that's been hanging around, whether it's in the last week, six months, just over two years, uh, listening to us, putting your faith in us, uh, and all that. But at the same time, I do want to leave you with one little, Message. Be patient. <laughs> you know, just uh We we trying. Yeah, like I mean trying kind of hard. Yeah, I mean obviously we're doing a little bit more trying, but um we're we're trying to maintain the level of communication that that you want, but at the same time you gotta be realistic. And I think we can learn one thing about crypto's the crypto and DeFi space from the communication standpoint is it's not realistic at all, at all. Whether, whether the communication is this thing is going to a thousand X, you're going to be a millionaire overnight or the communication is uh, we should be getting new products every other day. And there should be groundbreaking news every week. Uh, none of that is realistic. None of it. Um, if, if, you're seeing that then that should be just like if you see uh a red flag is usually when you see people that are promoting the shit out of stuff saying hey this thing is uh it's gonna go parabolic just you know wait and you don't know anything about it it's just some shit going chances are this should be a red flag again do your own research same thing goes for when you see a lot of hype and a lot of hey just wait big news is coming this is coming I should also potentially. Or when there's a uh, supposedly an anonymous token yeah. come in. Yeah. <laughs> <That's
0: it. laughs>
1: yeah. There was a, there was a big rug that happened, uh, yesterday as a matter of fact. pretty. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what it was called. It was another safe sum so safe. I don't know, but I think it was, uh, on Ethereum. I think they rugged for like 300 ETH. If I'm not mistaken. Damn. Yeah. Pretty bad. Um, douchebags. So. Yeah. No. Be careful out there. Have some patience, but again, you're not hurting my feelings. You do you, you know. Be with us. Get your affinity. Don't get your affinity. Also, <laughs> I'm I, I, I'm gonna just say this one too. Ask the question, right? Like
2: we've done how many Affinity Fridays where we open it up for questions and nobody says a damn thing? Yeah. But then, like literally, like the next day, like Telegram's getting flooded with bullshit, or like Twitter's getting flooded with, or X, whatever is is getting, we're getting hit up on that. Like, I mean, if you want us to answer the question, like, like first, like first off, if you want it to be like straight communication, let us answer the question raw, live format, just like this, because you're gonna get the most honest answer. Don't come out and and three days later decide well now I'm gonna speak up and now I'm gonna criticize your entire response or criticize the timing of your response like you got a question to ask. We're available.
1: Yeah. Amen to that.
2: Even even if it annoys me when we're doing games in Infinity Friday and someone asks a question and I can no longer narrate what's happening in stream animals. I don't care.
1: <laughs>
2: I use that opportunity to go get a beer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Zach so with that anybody got any final thoughts I know Paul you just kind of did but if you got anything else or Chris or anything uh, we're going to wrap up this this episode of Infinity Protocol which I believe was very good very informative make sure you share this one with everybody I want everybody to hear this thing Chris you got anything
2: Time's up. He don't got nothing. I got one no, more thing. Nah, I don't got nothing. <laughs> so I have, I have, I have a request for the listeners. So, um, first off,
1: you uh, you carve pumpkins this year, Chris? Uh, no. Either and Chris. I try my best to never have to carve pumpkins. I hate it. Yeah. So here's like, the thing, man. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: I haven't got to the pumpkin patch yet, but this weekend is looking nice.
1: So,
2: so, so here's here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember like being a kid and like carving punk pumpkins being like yo this is dope. Yeah. I didn't really carve pump- pumpkins as a kid, right? Like I was one of four kids. My parents were like fuck no. I now understand why cuz my 4-year-old's version of carving a pumpkin was me carving the hardest fuck this is a three oh, yeah. pumpkin difficulty thing on the stencil kit that we got so like now i also have an appreciation for why my parents didn't carve pumpkins because them motherfuckers have been carving four pumpkins on their own with you know four kids basically yep. just fucking off the entire time
1: that's exactly so, long story why i don't like <laughs> well
2: long story long my pumpkin son is done my my wife did her uh pumpkin my pumpkin son my son's pumpkin fuck me uh my son's pumpkin is done, my wife's pumpkin is done. I haven't done mine yet. I'm not good with graphics. I I would like a community submission of something with our logo. Uh just you know, black and white, make it look like a stencil so I can trace it out and you know, cut it out and that that'd be my jack o lantern this year. So,
1: oh, I'll post I pose that
2: to you. DM me on Telegram what you got. Please for the love of God don't make it complicated. Carving cuts with those knives is fucking difficult. Yeah. Like something with our affinity logo would be dope. I don't care if there's some cool flames or some shit around it. Like that'd be cool. But, uh, yeah, I'd I like to see a, uh, a, a community submission and, and you know, if I don't get something in a couple of days, I'll do some blade, generic aircast. Yeah. No, no, not yet. But I so my my son wanted a fucking vampire. And my God, dude, so many detailed lines. I eventually gave up and was like, yo, kid, you getting what you going to get. And of of course, he's forced. Like I put I stuck the flashlight in when I was done to show him. And he was like, this is the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen.
1: Why does this vampire look like Bill Belichick? (laughs) but he
2: he didn't care he he was like this is so because it's his pumpkin so he's like oh my god my pump i did such a good job on my pumpkin while i'm like over here with carpal tunnel because my you know using the whole fucking knife kit and shit so but yeah i'd I'd like i think it'd be cool to see a a community submission and you know I'll, i'll do my best to do it justice on a pumpkin
1: so the other thing too is is a long time ago those kits didn't exist right when i was growing up so when you carved a pumpkin it was quick it was legitimately like carving the triangle eyes and some fucking teeth, triangle nose, and stick a candle. Oh in it. yeah! Now you gotta have a fucking art degree just to yeah. get the goddamn paper on the surface of the pumpkin without and, fucking wrinkles. And again, yeah, it never wants to stick, right? You gotta use the right, and it tape comes off because the pumpkin's getting wet as you carving it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> fucking never thought I'd be turned into a little bitch by a pumpkin, but my god.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, and if you are listening, you gotta tune in for a Friday when we, when we do the after. I kind of want to hear about like what other people are doing following dressing up as what you, what you're doing. You got any parties, you know, costumes? Um, kind of cool parties. What do you think we are mid twenties? Get the fuck out of oh, here. We are, but the people, <laughs> we do have some people in the community that are. Oh, that's true. I live, I live by curiously through them. yeah, yeah there,
2: there are people in our community that have lives. That's nice. <laughs>
1: Yep. righty. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. So once again, we appreciate everybody tuning in for Affinity Protocol. Usually right here on net. Actually, it will be because the, the podcast will be there. So We are uh, on, on uh um, Also, Bill, if you're listening, edit that part and be like, you fucking idiots. Yeah, you suck. Uh, <laughs> 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 we gotta get that fixed up for next time but uh yeah <laughs> thanks everybody for coming out we hope you enjoy the rest of your week and we will talk to you on Friday have a good one
2: hit us up on Facebook and Twitter that's <laughs> all goodbye motherfucker.
0: Radio.
1: I went to go and I noticed it said that it was streaming, but it still said offline. It never said live like it normally does. And I looked at it and it said error. Oh, so, yeah. I wonder if you changed the password. He might have. Oh, you're a bitch. Changing passwords not telling me I know you did it.